Yeah, I'm in the two fields that deal with, you know, a lot of toxic, like, it's extremes. Like, you have people, you fans who love you and people that hate you. But when you're in the middle is, is when you're a little bit in trouble yeah. as far as, like, making a business as, out of what you do, whether it's podcasting, stand-up. If people have no opinion, if they're just lukewarm on you, yeah. you sure as hell not get them to come out and spend money on a babysitter and tickets at a show. Um, there's too much podcasting out there, so especially now. When I started, it wasn't like this. Now, if you're just in the middle, yeah. you're like, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. It's going to be tough to make a living, man. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's the Floyd Mayweather effect where... You are either paying to watch Floyd fight whether you love them or you want to see him get knocked out. Yes. But you, you, act, you cared. Yeah. You cared. So, like, when I see, and this is Joe Coy's thing, it's, he's like, man, whenever you see someone, like, they tag you on something or, and it's hate, that's just promo for you, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a form of promo. No matter what, if they're making this horrible YouTube video or this Instagram or whatever, it's a form of promo because most people aren't sheep. Another episode of Reversity Kings. We've got special guest today, Brendan Schaub. And then my man right here. Jay. Jay? It's yeah. my older brother, Jay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's my, go. My, yeah, he's my manager on the road. Let's go, bro. So, yeah. Jay, Jay Schaub, then? Yeah, Jay. Yeah. And Jonathan. You're, you're from Colorado. You yeah. guys are both from Colorado. So, my top two guys in my company are from Grand Junction, Colorado. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know how yeah. close that is. It's, Aurora. A, it's a hike. Yeah. Yeah, go with it. Four hours? At least. It's, Five. All, it's all, all the way up. Yeah. I was just... Western border. Right before I came down, I was just talking to the dude's dad. His name's Justin. And he came came out like two years ago uh, to work with us out here in Chicago. But they get elk. You know what I mean? They were going to ship us some elk. So, yeah. do you guys do any elk hunting growing up? Nah, that's that Grand Junction. Grand yeah, Junction. Was, that's what he said. Oh, like, they're dude. real country. Yeah. In Aurora, no, man. They're no, real it's, country. It's, it's more city out there. Very first thing I had in my notes was <clears> the uh, Bobby Lee controversy. Uh, man, that's how you started. Dude, I was like, yeah, this is the very it. first thing. I was um, like, I mean, there's not much there, brother. You know, it's like, um, I, I love Bobby. Yeah. You know, it's, um, yeah, good, good comic. It, you know, stuff happens. You yeah. Know, shit happens. But yeah, that's It is what it is. We moved on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But nothing but love for Bobby. Shit happens, man. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I want to go into, uh, I'm going to bounce around all over the place, but uh, comedy career. I always, I always get inspired because getting into insurance, you know, it's not an overnight thing. And I always tell people there's way harder things out there than insurance. Because I look at, the, I look yeah. at comedy and I'm like, bro, that's got to be one of the hardest things in the world. There's definitely did, hard gigs in comedy, though, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, when did you get started, and what's that? What's the career been like for you? Uh, I pray this is like nine years. Yeah, about not worrying yeah, about shit. So like 2014. Yeah, 2014. I started doing live firing the kids on stage, <clears throat> and then my first like straight up stand up set was at the comedy store in 2015, maybe 2014. So, yeah, a while now. Yeah. It's just it's just a grind like anything else. Yeah. A thousand hours like nonstop. Yeah. Um, just you know. I, like in anything worth getting good at it takes time, man. Absolutely. You know? So it's like I try to relate everything to jujitsu because I'm like, yeah. when I get guys into insurance, even though they don't know jujitsu language, language, I'm like, <clears throat> I don't know. Your first couple of years, you just get tapped out by everybody, and then like, yeah, similar to similar jujitsu where you're gonna suck at first. Yeah. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna be a white belt and you get beat up, and it's gonna be tough for a while, and then like jujitsu minimum ten years to get your to get your black belt. Yeah. And, and even then, I think about, like, uh, I hear a lot of guys, you know, I think John Dunhair was on, you know, Lex Friedman episode. I don't know if you saw the little clip they put together, and he was like, what does it take to get a black belt? 
And uh, Dan Hurd's like, not much. You know what I mean? I, I think of that reference because <clears> I've <throat> gone to different gyms and there's black belts that like, I feel pretty confident with. And then I'll go to like the gym I train at now and there's blue belts that make those black belts. Yeah, like, there, there's levels. Levels I mean, to it at all. Yeah, like a, a, a black belt from, you know, John Danaher and yeah, Enzo Gracie, it means something, you know? So, I mean, I, yeah, so it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's other insurance guys, yeah. but then there's like insurance guys, you yeah. know? Like there's like there's black belts, but yeah. then there's, there's fucking like black belts, dude. Patch by David you had, that's a big inspiration for me. Cause that's it's my the, boy, yeah. Like, it's the same, it's the same, I look, I look at all his stuff, I'm like, bro, how can I do that faster? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I guess similar, similar paths, got into life insurance, then started his own deal. Yep. And uh, yeah, huge, huge inspiration. But that would be like top tier black belt in the industry. Correct. Because I don't feel like anybody else has, has, has did life insurance to the extent that, that he did it and kind of created like, yeah, that Yeah, it's space. similar like, you know, it also with jiu-jitsu, with black belt, I think it's like less than 1% of people that start jiu-jitsu get their black belt. Yeah. So it's like, it's consistency and time. And yeah. It takes a long time, man. If you're doing it right, like you might be able to buy one off the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I always you know. joke with my coach, I'm like, I'm just gonna buy one off you, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much does this cost? Yeah, uh, which you'll see some celebrities do, you know? Be yeah. Like, Mark Zuckerberg's a brown belt. You're like, but he's been going <laughs> for two years. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, next thing I got in here. How do you deal with the hate? You know what I mean? I was like, I personally, I, I've been over the last two years just getting more and more hate, especially being in sales, everything. People look at sales like, that's a scam. That means you're doing well, bud, you know? And I wanted to get perspective from you and just the audience, people getting into comedy, yeah. fighting, whatever. Like, how I'm, do you I'm, deal with it? Yeah, I'm in the two fields that deal with, you know, a lot of toxic, like, it's extremes. Like, you have people, you fans who love you and people that hate you. But when you're in the middle is, is when you're a little bit in trouble yeah. as far as like making a business as, out of what you do, whether it's podcasting, stand-up. If people have no opinion, if they're just lukewarm on you, yeah. you sure as hell not get them to come out and spend money on a babysitter and tickets at a show. Um, there's too much podcasting out there, so especially now. When I started, it wasn't like this. Now, if you're just in the middle, yeah. you're like, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. It's going to be tough to make a living, man. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's the Floyd Mayweather effect where... You are either paying to watch Floyd fight whether you love them or you want to see him get knocked out. Yes. But you you, act, you cared. Yeah. You cared. So like when I see, and this is Joe Coy's thing, it's, he's like, man, whenever you see someone, like they tag you on something or, and it's hate, that's just promo for you, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a form of promo. No matter what, if they're making this horrible YouTube video or this Instagram or whatever, it's a form of promo because most people aren't cheap. They don't go, oh man, that, this whatever troll who made this video, he's right, you know? They, it's just, people have their own opinions. Yeah. So, it just comes with territory. I've been doing it long enough now, man, where yeah. I'm in the business of, uh, you know, having fans, you know, I've been It almost sells traveling. more pay-per-views yeah. with these fighters that they just want to see you get, like, ripped apart. And I look at the Paul brothers and I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself, like, should I just start challenging people in insurance to like box or right? something? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I'm like, bro, these guys are making money. Like, at the end of the day, I respect the hustle, even though I like look at it. My, my thing's a little different though, because like, I think with like Logan and Jake, with, with like obviously what they're doing, but they're, I think if you were, especially at your age, like people would look at Logan and Jake and like, oh, all they, all they get is hate. Yeah. Bro, you know how much how many how large that dude's fan base is like like if he walked down the street shut it down yeah so but if online is 
it can paint a skewed picture where yeah. people think like, oh, that's the most hated guy on earth. Yeah. It's like that guy makes a living off selling things in likability and views. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, the Instagram and YouTube, the algorithm's set up for negativity. Absolutely. So we think everything's so negative. Yeah. But those guys sell products, they sell merch, they sell tickets. Dude, I you think know? Prime, I think they said he did over a billion. So yeah, oh, yeah. This year. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That company's worth, like, I think, three or four billion. I mean, you know? It's insane. It's insane. So I, I think you, you sh in this day and age, you gotta be like, there's hate, but anybody doing anything, like, that just comes with the territory. Yeah. Absolutely. It just comes to the territory, man. I had a I had a dude trolling on my uh, TikTok the other day, and it's it's so funny because uh, I guess he looked up like my driver's license number somehow. He found I don't know how these like it's kind of scary, low key. Like they'll send us our address, like our parents' address and stuff. I'm like it's kind of freaky. Um, but he looked up my driving record. And he's like, you have an unpaid parking ticket. I called up my I got like a small lawyer on retainer. Yeah. I was like, do I have an unpaid? And he like looks like oh actually you do. I like. I was like, bro. Thanks, troll. But yeah. I really, thanks, dude. I know. I was like, I, I got to go make some content on it. Maybe we'll clip this out and like, uh, yeah, three hundred dollar unpaid parking ticket. But, like, but you got to realize too. It's like, like you're obviously, you know, a successful dude, and you're doing these things. You got to think about. There's no social media when you were getting started. Like when I was a kid, there's no social media. Zero. So, think about all the people, especially in sports, when they get somewhere. Like, man, everyone said I couldn't do it. You'll hear this all the time from the Hall of Fame speeches, yeah. people, you know, movie stars. Man, they said I couldn't do it. Well, that's the, the, the same thing's going on. They said I couldn't do it. Just now it's at a much grander scale because now not it's just not your family or your small group of friends where you grew up in Aurora, Colorado, or Grand Junction. Now it's the entire world has an opinion. Yeah. Of course they don't think you can do it. Of course they're not going to encourage you to do it. So it's just a much larger audience now, but you just can't listen to it. You just, yeah. Of course, because and it's it's there's nothing wrong with that. It, it, people are trying to protect you, like your family. Haters aren't, but it's their own insecurity because they would never risk what you've risked. That you're you know you're young as hell, man. Yeah. And you're balling, so that's triggering. Because ima imagine people at forty and they're in insurance. Yeah. And they see you and you're in a suit and you're flying to the Dallas game, you're doing this, that's triggering them. Yeah. So it's not you, it's them. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like That's triggering for them. And I, you gotta be a little bit compassionate about it. Like yeah. I, the more, as I get older and you know, I have kids, man, so like I, if I see a hater, I, it, I, almost, it's, I feel bad for them. Yeah. Like, ah, I get it, man. Absolutely. I get it, dude. I get it, man. You know, but I've taken a lot of risk to get to where I'm at. 100%, 100%, that's fire. Think about, uh, I feel like every jujitsu gym has like a little bit of an anomaly, and there's this kid at ours. It's like 17, and just like manhandles you. So I can feel that like vibe of individuals where they're in the industry or they're different industries. And I look at guys like I love watching uh, when John Jones tweets or something like that. I don't know who was calling for his belt to get like stripped. Tom away. Aspinall. He did. He said Tom something. Aspinall because you know uh, Tom Aspinall is now the interim heavyweight champion. Oh. Okay. So because John got hurt. Yeah. Tom was demand they get stripped. Yeah, and then John was like, "Hold up, dude." Yes, and was like, "Man, just and just, he just he just schooled him." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I've been doing this for I forget how long." He said, "Like whatever, eighteen years." It's like undefeated. I've seen you before, and now I get hurt and I'm out a year, and you want to strip me of the title? And literally, Tom was like, "You're right." He's like, "My bad, you're right." Yeah. you know, it's like there's just there's levels to it, man. It's insane. Um, next piece I had here is. Maybe one of, one of your favorite pods is, is there is there one that's like kind of just stuck out to you that you just kind of put something together and you guys got together and just have a phenomenal relationship now. Uh, which one? 
any like is there one that comes to mind oh, like, one of them? with all the podcasting and just I know you got a bunch you know I'm I got right. a bunch um I mean firing the kids that you know the the peanut butter and jelly yeah been doing it 12 years now so that's that, where the comedy started with for you right with yeah. Brian Callen right? yeah I think it's yeah. like 2014 yeah Callen was so. my you know my mentor in the comedy him and Rogan but how important is that having a mentor in, in oh, just everything. all spaces in life everything especially in comedy like um again you, it, and it's just common you know nature where people are going to say don't do it man it's, it's too tough yeah same thing you know when I was in the UFC don't do it man too tough when I was going to get in, involved in fighting don't do it too tough football division one don't do it too tough so it's just people trying to protect you man so in comedy I at least had the the mentors and talent especially in Rogan being like you can do it but dude it's it's a hustle I was yeah. like never scared to work let me know so I had these mentors, two two of the greats, you yes. know. So it's 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 so valuable, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm so I'm so fortunate, so fortunate. And you're good at football. I was doing research. <clears throat> you were uh, Arena Football League, Utah Utah Blaze. Utah Blaze had a short stint with the you Buffalo were in the draft Bears. too. Yeah, yep, NFL. Yeah. Um, so I was when I saw that, I was like, my boy could my boy could ball. Yeah, That's play awesome. some ball. Yeah, Let's yeah, go, yeah football. Yeah, I love football, man. And yeah. then, are you both alumni from uh, Boulder? No, I went to. He went to the rival, State. dude. Yeah. Where'd you go? Colorado State. Colorado State. Yeah. Did yeah. they beat Colorado this year? Did no, they? CU won this year. Okay. And then when I was there, we uh, we never lost them. Did you? Yeah. Have yeah. you guys? Uh, did you? What do you think about Deion Sanders? Love him. He's bringing a lot Love of money, him. dude. Um, Love I can't imagine how much money he's bringing to to the local. Yeah, they just signed the number one offensive lineman in the nation. For yeah. real? Yeah. yeah. Dude, That's I saw all I need is a line. I saw that it was like three thousand kids or something entered the entered the portal or something. Yeah, those boys are making money. Money, dude. What are your thoughts on NIL? I, I'm, it, it's weird. I'm conflicted. I'm glad the kids are making money. Yeah. But then also, it can't be good for the dynamics of the I think team. It spoils, yeah, because it's more now. It goes from like we we'll always hear these great coaches talk about, you know, we play for the team. But now, if you're getting a bag, it, it's gonna be tough. I'm you looking know? for my bag. Yeah. So it's like when I was playing, it's like, let's say the quarterback's making, like you know, like Shador Sanders making, I don't know, let's say five million a year. Yeah. And this fat offensive lineman who's from like you know Iowa. Yeah. You know, he's good, but they're not paying his fat-ass NIL money. Yeah. And he's, like, broke, you know? So, and Shador's pulling up in a, you know, Lamborghini. And meanwhile, you're playing with, like, an AP on Yeah, you're, you're in your mom's Kia, you yeah. know? So, I, I just, it can't be good for the dynamics of the team. Yeah. It can't be good. But it's weird because they should be – they're making the school so much money. Yeah. So, it's not fair that they're not paid, but it's also – it's going to mess up the, the love of the game. I don't know. I agree with that as well. And I, I think also like when I think about the justice system, about like people that are still in jail in relation to marijuana, it makes zero sense to me. Insane. But I also think then, because I grew up in Pittsburgh, and then if you if you know, uh, Terrell Pryor came out of Jeanette, and then his coach was Jim Trussell. And so before NIL, if there was even a hint that you were getting some type of compensation oh, know, man. in college, so what about all the guys that lost out on opportunity, coaches that got like just their, their record and everything? How about Reggie shamed. Bush? Lost his Heisman, dude. That's insane. and he took like a Hummer, you know, you three hundred grand, yeah, which is nothing now. I feel like there should be like reparation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's tough to go back, right? Yeah, because what do you do? It's like you know, it's tough. Yeah, I don't know, but I think about those. I don't like thinking like maybe someone will, maybe Kim Kardashian will go save everybody. It's, it's getting, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's getting, uh, it's getting weird. Yeah, it's getting weird. I don't know what they're gonna do. So I was diving into the UFC. Uh, you were in. 
did it start 2008, 2009? For mm -hmm. me, yeah, probably 2008. I made it to, I was on Ultimate Fighter in 2009. Yeah. Yeah. 10 and five. The one that really caught my eye was two things. Knocked out an absolute vet. I think, I don't know if it was third round, Marco uh, Krokop. Yep, Krokop, yep. Insane. What was what was the feelings and everything in that fight, bro? Uh, yeah, he was he was like a hero of mine. So he's a lot tougher than I thought because I thought he was like, oh, he's a little older. I bet I could starch him, you know. And yeah. That was not the case. He was like the toughest fight of my life. Yeah. yeah. And I knocked him out late, late, late in the third. My nose is all busted up, but yeah, I mean, best knockout of my career for sure. I've heard Rogan talk about having to get his nose fixed and fixing up his airway. Did you do anything like that? Yeah, I don't know if Rogan did it because he did uh, like taekwondo or karate, whatever, when he was younger. Yeah. Um, mine was like shattered from an elbow from Mirko Krokop. Yeah. So it's like, I think our noses are a little different, but yeah, I think. I think he he, had, he may not have had a deviated septum. My my shit was like shattered, just busted yeah, from elbows. A disaster, yeah. So and, and I always hear Rogan bring it up, and it doesn't make sense to me either. When uh, like you can't you can't knee on the ground in the UFC, but the elbows, the knees, the knees. you know what I mean? Like you just can't throw uh, uh, twelve to six elbows downwards. It's like it's all old school stuff. Yeah, and old but then stuff. then I just look at uh, who's the this is horrible. Who's the absolute legends? Smaller dude. That went over to the different Mighty Mouse, uh, Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, Demetrius yeah. Johnson. Yeah, and but then he gets head kicked, gets knocked out. And then he went he, to one championship, so different different set of rules. Yeah, dude, that's it now. But you, to, to be honest, a lot of those rules, like the no knees to down opponent, the twelve six elbows, all that was is so people could consume it and not think of it as human cockfighting. Yeah, like that was just so people, had, especially at the time, would get on board and yeah. it did its job. Yeah, like they gotta package it so that everybody's not terrified. Like yeah. You allow soccer kits and all these crazy yeah, the things. sports boards or whatever they talk. Yeah, I, the commission and all that stuff. Like it's gonna be in, like you're not getting the sponsors. So yeah, I understand why they do it. I heard Dana say something like, he doesn't even like when guys start scuffling during uh, like the show off or whatever. Because he said the sports commission, they he's said, full you know, of shit for real. Yeah, it's good for the sport, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's good for pay per view. Now he's doing exactly what he should be doing as the president of the company. Okay, yeah. He's like, we don't like this, we don't condone this. Good politics. It pleases, yeah, it's politics. Yeah. But as far as like Connor throwing the dolly, yeah, dude, that they that that must be the most viral clip of all time <laughs> to sell a fight. Yeah, dude. Uh, DC John Jones at the press conference in Vegas, you know. At FGM, they're fighting. That went viral. Yeah. Uh, Khabib jumping out of the octagon against Conor. Viral. So all that, that sells pay-per-view. So, yeah. again, I'm not saying he's a liar. I'm saying he's playing politically correct. Yeah. And, oh, that, that's so annoying. We hate when that happens. Wink, wink. Yeah. Like, of course, people love that beef. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you gotten any power slaps? I haven't. No? But here's the thing. I make fun of it. I, I Especially when it's first popping, I clown it. But when you see what they're doing, like... Like Dana and his team is brilliant. Like the younger audience, they don't have the attention span to watch a complete UFC yeah. card. It's just you know young people are crazy. So he's just breaking up to into small consumption, shorter yeah. time span. So online and, and Twitter and TikTok and whatever else, it's crushing it. Yeah. So he's navigating towards that. Everybody I know, like legit people that I trust, their opinion. Like dude, I get online it looks absolutely stupid in person this thing's lit yeah like in person this thing's so much fun i ran into him at the red rock casino got an invite it's kind of sold out i feel like i'm not as the bigger influencer like some of these guys like see if we'll do it anything like that but uh dude in person was humble awesome 
Like it was a really cool, really cool experience. Yeah, I heard I heard it's cool, and some of the slap fight guys have reached out to me. Like I have no issue with them. It's just insane, you know. It's yeah. like it, it's just tough. I wonder what the long term side effects will be because I'll tell you. The CT. <laughs> I'm looking at their faces. Swelling yeah, this up, one isn't like, that hard to figure out. Dude, man. I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm like, at least like it, I feel like. You know, UFC, like, there's more skill involved with UFC, and you can at least defend yourself. And, like, there's defense involved. This, there's there's no defense. I'm looking at, like, this one girl's face, and it's just, like, out there. And I'm like, how's your face? Yeah, the girl, the more the girls do, it's tough to to watch. Um, I I, I don't know. It, it, you know, TBS took it off the air because it was just people were like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. So there's, there's a lane for it. I could see a lawsuit. I don't, I bet those contracts are so ironclad because, yeah. Because CT, yes, like you, it's happening. Like yeah. you watch it every single time. So just straight brain damage every time. Yeah, yeah it's brutal every time. Yeah, that's insane. Um, the Darce joke I was talking to you about that last night. Darce and Matt Mitrone. Mitrione, yeah. Mitrione. He's my buddy. Yeah, that's my yeah. boy. Yeah, dude, that's and you said you were the first heavyweight. Time first one to do it. Yep. To hit the Darce. Yep, the Darce. I don't see many Darces. Uh, just hit in general. I had Bryce Mitchell on um, a month or two ago. He's a great and he hit guy. the love him. We're so we're both from Arkansas. And uh, he hit the uh, twister. You know what I mean? I oh, absolutely yeah. hate the tenth planet type move. At least it happens to me. Um, and I was uh, talking to him just about subs and different things like that and seeing these twisters. I think there's only been three in the UFC, but I'm thinking about Darces, and then you have the Darce brothers, I call them the Darce brothers, but Rotolos, I know one of them's definitely known for, for yep. Darce chokes. Yep. And uh, just jujitsu in general. So where did you get your, where did you start your jujitsu uh, career, and then where'd you get the black belt? Started jujitsu in Aurora, Colorado, high altitude. It's Nate Markart's gym. Okay. So Nate, uh, you're younger, but Nate was like, MMA royalty, UFC yeah. royalty, was a strike force world champion, pancreas world oh, champion. So he fought UFC when like you could just punch wherever. Uh, no, he, he fought in pancreas where it was like okay. no holds bar, and then he went to strike force, became world champion there, uh, beat Tyrone Woodley, wow. and then he went from there to the UFC, fought Anderson Silva. He lost, he, he actually lost the middleweight championship against Anderson Silva. Yeah, but he was always like top six guys in the world. But he in Colorado he was he was basically our John Elway for MMA. Yeah. So I went to his gym, started there, and then uh, slowly went from there. Met Amal Easton, who's a Henzo Gracie black belt. So I started training with Amal Easton and Elliot Marshall and uh, Christian Allen there, and then uh, would go out to Henzo's. Yeah. And then uh, really I was about, about three stripe brown belt there. And then I, when I moved to LA, I started training <clears throat> with Henry and Huron Gracie. Mm-hmm. Well, so I started with them with a, with a, you know, high brown belt. Yeah. And then just kept doing it, kept doing it, and then you know, got my black belt. Is is Bravo close to LA? Bravo's super close. Yeah. Yeah, I've never. Me and Eddie, we've never rolled together. I've never been. Yeah. Uh, a Tenth Planet guy. Always been Henzo. Yeah. Henzo. Yeah. Henzo oh, Henner. But definitely. You've definitely probably done some some content and stuff with Eddie, right? Uh, I mean, no. we do the fight campaign together. Yeah. So yeah, what's so that we, like? it's like me, Rogan, Brian, and uh, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, me. me love and you started doing your own fight companion too for some of the fights. That was Rogan's idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> when he moved to Austin, literally that fight campaign is the, the funnest show me and Rogan do. We've talked about it. like yeah. it's our funnest time. It's just the boys hanging out. Yeah. And then when he moved to Austin, he was just like, dude, I'm 
busy and then as I think at the time Spotify didn't have the live capabilities yeah um, which they, they don't really now but he was just he didn't know if he could still do it on YouTube so he's like dude I, I'm just too swamped like I can't do it he's like you do it yeah I was like alright but it's and I enjoy doing it but it's not the same yeah. with, when I'm with the boys. Oh geez. Yeah, the OGs. It's just not the same. So I do I don't do them as much, but but so we we'll, we're doing more with Rogan now, yeah. How long is like a full UFC like event? Like like when I see Rogan and when he'll pick some of like obviously the major cards he'll do, is he like there from eight till midnight? From the from the prelims? Yeah. Oh dude, they're there from basically four to one AM. That's insane. Like the, the prelims start sometimes. You know, so he's probably there, probably at the arena at 2. Yeah. He's probably there from 2 p.m. to midnight or 1 p.m., you know, 1 a.m. I know it's a forever away, but what freaks me out is thinking about Buffer not announcing fights, like right not now. being there, or like Rogan not, you know, retiring from doing that, or Dana White retiring. Like, I don't That's know what UFC. would happen to yeah, the, UFC the UFC if those three, even, even one piece of the, like, it would just... I feel like that's a 25% hit to the oh, overall more company. More, like, man, Because when you think of the UFC, like, fighters are interchangeable. Yeah. They retire, they circle through them, they circle through them, but there's the, no matter any given night, the most famous people in that arena are not fighters. Yeah. It's Dana White and Joe Rogan. Absolutely. So when those guys leave, that, that, that'd be a major hit. It's yeah. not like other leagues, man. It's not like other not leagues where it's Roger Goodell leaves. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Or, or Silver leaves and then be like, all right, whatever. But, the UFC, it's just, it's different, man. You, Rogan and Dana are the lifeline of that I went to a Bellator fight and sitting up front costs like 200 bucks. And I was like... Different. Yeah, dude. You're not sitting up front at UFC. No, sir. Without one... It's not even... There's not even almost like a price on it. I feel like you got to be boys with, with people to really get up there. Especially now. Well, it's like, if it's at MSG or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I heard Dana on recently on the Nelk where he was like, he'll look. And he'll have to make adjustments if somebody will hit him up and it's like, Connor's like, I want to slide. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he'll, he'll adjust. And I'm like, dang, dude, I couldn't imagine spending 10 grand and like getting a text from Dana and be like, hey, we had to adjust your seat. Here's, here's your money back. Like, yeah. that's how like powerful yeah. you know, they are. And they think they don't need yeah, they're all the money. Sorry, Jared Leto and his hoes took your seat. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. Why am I paying 20 grand? He's like, everyone give up. Donald Trump, Tucker yeah. Carlson, and yeah. uh, who's the frog dude? What? Alex Jones. Yeah, fucks the frog dude. <laughs> frog, there's just gay frogs yeah. everywhere. Um, that's awesome. UFC 296. I wanted to pull up some of the because uh, I just had a Ultimate Fighter dude. Two, 296. Oh, this next. This yeah, this UFC? next one. I wanted to. It's a good one. I wanted to see some of your picks. So let me pull up here. And I know 297. They got Strickland fighting. Uh, I say his name wrong. DDP. Just, what do you call him DDP? DDP. Yep. What do you think that's going to be the outcome of that? Uh, that, that, that out of all the fights, that's the toughest one to call. Yeah, toughest. To, yeah, best fight that they've announced this year. That's insane. Yeah, coming up. Yeah, that's a tough one. So, uh, Shavkat, Rachmanov, or Stephen Thompson. Oh man, I love Wonder Boy, but that's a tough fight for him. Yeah, is yeah. Stephen Thompson? Is he the one that uh, was it him that broke, or was that where he fought through breaking a wrist? Was that Hooker? Uh, it's probably both of them. They're both freaking savages. But Wonder Boy, he's, he's the the karate, you know, kickboxer. Horse. Yes. Yeah, he's a freak. You call him Wonder Boy, but he's forty, right? Yeah. So, um, That's insane. Yeah, he, he's a monster. That's a tough. Shavkat's a tough fight for him. I'm really excited about this one. Pantoja or Roy Vol? I had a. Uh, Roy Vol's a Denver same. boy, so I'm going Roy Vol. That's boy. what. That's what I had. Um, dude's name. His name's Mondo uh, Gutierrez, and he fought on Connor's team. Uh huh. He didn't make it uh, past the first round, but he's a solid dude. 
but he said he's trained with Roy Vall. Roy Vall, he said. Savage. Savage. Yes. Like all around fighter. Good all around fighter. Now, Pantoja's story is cool, though, because. Sick he, story. Yeah, you know his story. Yeah, he's like driving for Uber in Brazil, yeah. even though he's a UFC fighter. Yeah. That, that thing's a little dice. Like the news came out and they tried making it like, oh, he's in the UFC professional fighter and he has to drive for Uber. He, but he fought once in three years, dude. Yeah. It's like, it'd be like you sell insurance, you're upset you're not making money. But you're not selling insurance. Yeah. Or I'm doing stand up. I'm like, man, what the hell? They don't pay me enough. They're like, yeah, but you're not on the road working. You yeah. know, so for that's a little dicey there. That was the headline on that, but yeah, he, he you know, world champion. What about Edwards or Cummington? Oof. I'm a, love Colby. Colby's my boy. I'm a little worried that he's had such a long layoff. Yeah, <clears throat> the long layoff. Is it for three years? Yeah, long layoff. So, um, yeah, it's a tough fight for him, man. That one's insane. Um, Neon the Savage, yeah. Let's fight on that card. Is Ian Gary Vicente Luque? Now Ian That's Gary's got some crazy stuff going That's on. That's why right this, this, and also this fight in Ian Gary's career is like. This is it. This is like life changing. Yeah. If he goes out there and head kicks Vicente Luque with everything going on, that he, he ignores all the noise. Yeah. If he loses, they, the, the, the trolls get bigger. The pile starts coming. Because right now he's the focal point of MMA for, you know, personal reasons. So it's like, it, he's, and he's a young fighter. And he's the most talented fighter on that card. Yeah. Ian Gary's a freak, dude. Freak. So if he, he has all this pressure on him, but if he can beat Vicente Luque, all that goes away. And then he gets on the mic, rips some hot promo. Like, this is like make it or break it for him. That's insane. Now, as a as a fighter, when you're going through that level of like distance, I've never had to go through what this dude's dealing with. Like, he's dealing with like an onslaught. Of, you're like, in his corner. The what entire are you like, community. What are you telling dude? Uh, and I th I do think he's this special of a, of a fighter. I think he's going to use his fuel and he's going to take it out on the Sete Luque. Yeah. Do you think you can take it too far? I was asking guys this because I feel like amateur fighters or like somebody like myself, like someone that hasn't been in a bunch of fights, I feel like most men, we have this mindset of like, I'll just black out and I can beat everybody. But when you watch a pro fighter, they're pretty emotionally poised. You're dapping up between rounds, very strategic, very tactical. Yeah, that's really a level of respect. So... Do you think that's vital at the highest level, or do you think sometimes? Because I watch Strickland, I'm like, he don't really seem always that poised. He seems like a psycho, like he's like, like just out there. But that's got him in trouble, right? Like when he got knocked out by Alex Pierre, it was like emotional. It wasn't using his brain, wasn't sticking to the game plan. He gets starched. Yeah. So I think for Ian Gary, he people realize how this kid's special, man. He's a freak. Yeah. So I think he's gonna be able to use this and channel it and turn it into to magic, turn it into gold. Yeah. But if he doesn't, it's a sad story. Absolutely. It's a sad story. But I think he's gonna be able to channel this in a, in a good direction. Yeah. It's like Connor with the, you know, the Jose Aldo stuff. He's talking so much trash. Yeah. And Jose came out real emotional and got starched. Just so starched. I, I think uh, this is gonna be like a defining moment in Gary's career. Absolutely. One way or the other. If he loses, it, it could get weird. Absolutely. If he wins, I just think he keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. I wanted to go over uh, some of these nicknames. Big Brown, the Hybrid, the Sting, Bapa. What's your favorite? Where'd these come from? Bapa is probably my favorite. Uh, no, um, that one's just, you know, trolls and fans and eventually just took a life of its own. 
Thick Thick Boy came from uh, Mark Norman. He called me Thick Crust. Yeah. He's like Thick Crust. What's up? Thick, whenever he called me Thick Thick Crust. What's up? Thick Crust. And so that Thick Boy came from that. Big Brown came from actually Brian Callen. He just called me. He's like you're big, you're brown, and then they took on. And I was fighting at the time, so in the UFC, but I was doing the podcast. Yeah. So the fans like demand I change my name to Big Brown because Brian called on the show yeah so then uh the ufc actually was like hey do you want to change your nickname so you'll see bruce buffer being like brendan big brown job which is insane yeah that started from this small studio and changed my nickname yeah hybrid came from the producers of ultimate fighter because i was a smaller heavyweight but they said i moved like a, a lightweight so like oh he's like a hybrid of a heavyweight lightweight that yeah. came from them that's insane. And remember, when the nickname Hybrid at the time was before all those gay Priuses came out. Yeah. So it was like, cool. Yeah. But then the Hybrid thing. Yeah. Know, then the Toyota's like, oh, it's a Prius. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Yeah. So I changed my Lumped name. Lumped in. Yeah, I'm out, dude. Um, through my research, I was seeing on December 6, 2014, Rogan and Brian advised you to maybe start to taking on comedy. Yep. Retire. What was that day like? What, what was that all like for you? Um... I mean, it caught me a little off guard, but it's also like that's how close of friends they are, you know? Yeah. Um, and when we did it, it, just, it, I had no idea. We were just going to go do a podcast like we've done a million times. And then, yeah, then Rogan uh, did that. I, I think for, for some people, it was like, I can't believe Rogan did that. And even some people close to me were upset he did that. But in hindsight, like, worked out. Yeah. Like me and Rogan were talking about the other day. I'm like, dude, think if I just like became like a drug addict or something after that intervention. Yeah. Like it wasn't what I became now. Like we're talking about a different story. Dude, I, th I, was, I think about that with a lot of athletes in general. Like because the NFL, you got the not for long. But I feel like that's just the broad athletes in general that, that, you know, get to that professional level. That's every level though, brother. Like insurance. All of, like yeah, if you're all doing of a high level yeah. stand-up, like there, there's, some, there's some great comedians who are headliners and now they're doing, you know, small clubs or yeah. they can't do the road anymore. Or, you know, the NFL, pro, like at a high level, when you're functioning at a high level, it's consistency is very tough. How can you keep it? What are, you, what are your thoughts on like, when you reflect on life of like just staying relevant and staying on a trajectory of up? versus you've seen guys that maybe fought or did better or had better opportunity, but now they're maybe not. not I, I, I think in any career, like there's ups and downs and you just gotta stay consistent. You gotta yeah. keep the same work ethic no matter what. Like I've had ups and downs, like finding the kid, you know, before everyone, their aunt had a podcast, we were one of the few doing it, the biggest in the world. Yeah. And then things happen, it goes down, then it goes back up, it goes down, or yeah. ticket sales certain cities, one time you're selling 3,000 tickets, next time you're selling 1,000. So it's like, yeah. it's just, you gotta roll the punches, man. You just keep going. Absolutely. Um, I think about that that a lot, just in general, in regard to success. You know, just looking at other individuals, trying to identify, like, what's it take? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's just part of the business. You, you know, there's no one that, you, you can only ride so high. You, yeah. you can only go too high, because like, you're gonna come down, everybody comes down. Yeah. So I think it's finding a balance and being smart and realizing that it's gonna happen. Like you can't, you, you, you just can't ride that high for too long, nobody yeah. does it. Nobody does it, so I just think, uh, you know, you just gotta adapt and, you know, do different things, and do, but as long as you're consistent, man. Yeah, absolutely. Reminds me of one of my, my favorite, I wrestled for two years. And uh, one year was in Arkansas, and I was a dog with the head toss. 
And then when I came up to Western Pennsylvania, I was absolute, like, it was completely different wrestling. Arkansas, I don't know what it was like. I must have been, like, wrestling, like. Pennsylvania, th those boys Pennsylvania, bro, I mean, like, you try to head toss somebody, they step in front and hip toss you, and you, you know, yeah. they roll through the head toss. They're basically and, like the Dagestanis of America. Insane, yeah. dude, insane. And uh, it just put things into perspective of just of just life, of, like, there's just different areas of, of life and different places that you go. But it, it for me, I think of, I think of, and I'll tie it into the UFC. Uh, I heard a stat that said 90% of UFC champions have a wrestling background. Correct. Yeah. So how vital do you think that is? I mean, you, you got to realize if you have a wrestling background, you can dictate where the fight goes. Yeah. Like you have no, like if you're just a striking specialist, yeah. if you're just a striking specialist, you have you, you only have one way to win. Yeah. Wrestlers, they can they can dictate where the fight's going to take place. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, if I was a coach or if my son wanted to get involved in fighting, wrestling would be the first thing I put him in. Absolutely. It's also the toughest. I think it's the toughest it's aspect. Artist mixed martial arts to learn yeah. to actually come up with a wrestling background it's tough man. yeah to roll for a live hour is way different than wrestling different for a live hour. it's way different yeah re wrestling's mentally and physically the toughest thing to do way different there's a really good wrestling program that uh i'll go out once a month and just roll around with some of the guys but it's izzy style wrestling i don't know i know izzy yeah, i used to work say. with him yeah i was gonna yeah, say he's so. at chicago yeah, yeah yeah so he's like 15 minutes from my office yeah i wrestled with uh izzy i was with izzy when i would go to jack Jackson's, then he would come to Denver. Yeah. You tell Izzy I said, what's up? I love that guy. Yeah, I will for sure. Yeah, he's the man. Brilliant. Dude, I felt Mastermind. like... He doesn't get enough credit. Bro. He flies under the radar, but yeah. if you look who he's worked with, he's, he's John Jones. Jones. But yeah. he's been his guy from the jump. Dude. So that's how I met him. I, I got my first, like, match in with him, like, a, like a month ago, and I'm like, I'm looking at him. I got the young ego. I'm like, I've been rolling for three or four years at 10th Planet. I'm like, oh, no, I'm sufficient at, like, leg locks. Uh -uh. Bro, smashed me. Izzy's a freak, man. Smashed. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there, like, getting beat up by this, you know, he's probably, like, mid-30s, maybe early 40s, and I'm sitting there, like, about to throw up, and I'm like, this yeah, he's a guy who's always like behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and God bless him. We need more people like that. Like, he doesn't want the shine humble. or any of that stuff. Yeah, he's, he's the man. dude, a really humble dude because he just lets me come in. You know what I mean? And he's got like D one, like top of the top tier dudes. He's like, yeah, just slide by. Yeah, he's the man. Doesn't charge me. No, he's the man. Come on in, bro. He's the man. Every time I come in, he's just giving me a bunch of gear. Yeah, I just walk around with AZ style, and it's kind of dangerous because like somebody will walk up with cauliflower ear. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They start to. I'm like, nah, dog. I'm not like. Yeah, I'm I wonder, not like that. Uh, because Bilal Muhammad's out of Chicago. I wonder yeah. if does he work with Izzy. It'd be smart if he did. I, I don't know if he does. I ran into him at Bellator. Um, Bilal's a great guy. You know Bilal? I, I just ran into him, great dapped him guy. up, and I was oh, like, hey, brother, I'd best. love to do some work with you. One of you. the best, yeah. Yeah, really, really, really nice dude, man. Like, the best. Some guys will just walk past, but no, like, Bilal's yeah, he was best. nice. Yeah, yeah great he was nice. And uh, he was uh, with, there's a big brand popping up around here, and they're working with all fighters, Young LA. Are they based out of here? It's Chicago? young LA, but based oh, out of Chicago. Is it based out of Chicago? Oh, no, they're based out of LA. They're based out of LA? Yeah. That sounds so stupid. I don't yeah. Know why I, say that. I would hope they're, yeah. yeah. One of the co owners lives here. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Tiger Thick Whiskey. How's that? It's great. It's great. When did you found that? that? I did that. We probably started working on it about five years ago. By the time it came to market, just yeah. dealing with like liquor licenses and. That's going to be insane. Oh, oh, dude. It was like, if you watch the show Yellowstone, it's like that, how it's yeah. all territorial. It's like, 
yeah. it's, it's, it's liquor's old school, man. So it was a beast. It was a beast. But and it's pretty big because I've seen Tiger Thick whiskey. I'm not a drinker, but I've yeah. seen Tiger Thick whiskey. Yeah, it's I've all about it distribution around. and getting it out there, and then not not putting yourself out there too much and not being able to supply the demand. So yeah. we have some big news when it comes to Tiger Thick soon. Yeah. Let's go. I'll let you That's know awesome. Really. Yeah. The TRX I'm obsessed with. I have a Black Widow. I was I was I went in to get my truck two years ago. And Black Widow's right there, it's 10,000, 15,000 less MSRP than the TRX beside it. I basically stay at my office like 24 seven. There's not, like I'm not garaging the vehicle. The dude says, if you're not garaging this, it's the number one most stolen engine in Chicago. Correct, well, no, you're, if you have a Hellcat engine, especially in a TRX, it's 300% more likely to get stolen over any other car. Yeah, so I was like. And they, they had the head of Mopar, they're asking about, they're like, what's your suggestion? He's like, don't park it outside. I'm like, hey man, that doesn't work for me, dude. <laughs> I was like, you, you, I don't know, you know why it is? It's the key fob. Yeah. Mopar Dodge went cheap on the key fob. I heard they do like, like if some you, if you If you can replace thing. like a BMW or Porsche key or Mercedes, they're expensive. Yeah. That Mopar is like 40 bucks replaced. <laughs> so it's a cheap technology. Yeah. So these, you know, these thieves have a, the ability to just download your data that goes back and forth. Yeah. The communication. So yeah. Dude, so but the TRX, dude, I love watching what you, yours is completely like modded out. Yeah, we turned into the the, one of the first. I think there's some other guy who did it, but we're we're right up there. When the first to convert it to the Demon TRX, so the Demon 170 was the Challenger that Mopar did. So this is the truck version. So of how that. many? How much horsepower do the wheels? We'll be by next by the end of January. We will be around 1300. Now, are you just tracking it, or are you like to daily it? No, I daily it. That's, That's my daily driver. That's it's so, so violent. It's so loud. Dude, that is so sweet. I put uh, Chris Lee and Eric Griffin and Callan the other day and took them to, to lunch. Yeah. And I floored it and they were just like, this is for they were, they were such bitches about it. Yeah. Like, this is not for me. I'm like, I don't know if it's for anybody. Dude, this, it's the best. Hey, this is such Obsessed a kid, with it. This is such a kid question because I just, this my like immaturity. Do you, is there a train horn? In it, would you ever do something like that? No, I'm, it, dude, I'm, it's so loud. It you doesn't do anything it, else. It, it, the exhaust is so uh, illegal. It's so loud. That's insane. Um, I'm surprised yeah. Cali don't crack down on you. Like your emissions is like going crazy or something. I think where I'm at, and I'm also smart around like cops, and also my yeah. father-in-law was a cop for 30 years. Oh so. yeah, you got that secret badge yeah. that you yeah, <laughs> I figure it out. I got pulled over with. I get my pulled over with my buddy. He's got a 720s. I swear to God, I look at him I'm like every time we get pulled over, he's like, Ah, oh, my dad was a cop. Right? Oh, your dad was a cop. You know, yeah, they're, they're cool. Also, you get to realize cops are they're dudes, man. They oh, love they're cars and shit. I've so never had an issue. So bigger problems yeah. to deal with instead of you're it's not and it's not like it's some young kid racing around the city yeah. at 100 miles an hour on this TRX like yeah. you know I'm I'm smart about it they know this and they're, they're they like they they love it even even when I have been racing around and being stupid I've never had an issue because my parents growing up in the South it was always yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir and so I feel like if you're just respectful I've never ran into I, I agree there's like nutty people out there bad apples out there. But I feel like just genuine general advice being mixed. People are like, oh, this is happening, that's happening. But it's I'm the energy you from, you're putting out, man. Yeah, man. Like, I'm always 100%. like, officer, what can I do? You know, yeah. it's like, and that's how it should be. Yeah. You know, so I think also, again, they're, even though they're cops, it's their job. Like, they're yeah. dudes. So, like, I got pulled over one time in one of my cars, and he's like, this thing is sick, man. Yeah. He's like, dude, you're going five over. And I was like, oh, five over. And he was like, I, I want to see the engine, man. Can you pop the hood? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I can. That's sick. And he was like, you know, they're cool. Yeah. Especially when they're car guys, like, it's tough. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. I had a straight piped F-Type, uh, like, two years sick. ago. And they're already, like, really loud. I yeah. got pulled over, and it was matte purple. 
and uh, cop pulls me. He's like, "What do you do for work?" I'm like, "Just insurance." I was, I think I was going like 40 over or something. Like I had to call over or something. But he was really cool. He was really cool, and I was just respectful. I ate the ticket. I was, it's like 300, 400 bucks. Yeah. The, the more I get into uh, cars, like now I have this, you know, the great one, Toontown. Yeah. So I got the the Generation Two, two thousand four Lightning. And the getting more into cars, like that's a. I think if I was younger, I'd struggle a lot more with it. But it's like a patience thing. Yeah. Car stuff takes a it, it takes a while. It's not like like what I do. I'm like I'm impatient and I want instant yeah. gratification and it has to get done. Yeah. The car business doesn't work like that. So it's like we have an issue with the car and the, my my guy Eddie at Addiction who deals with it. He's like, all right, well, we need this part. It comes in Wednesday, and I, I'll get around to it on Thursday. I'm just like, yeah, could, could, could you do it Wednesday, though, when yeah. it comes in? He's like, no, man. We got others. So it's like, or you think that, you know, we map out the content for the show, things happen. Yeah. Like right now, we have a fuel pump issue we can't figure out, and we have this these parts coming this week, so the plan was to shoot all this stuff at the track. Now that gets delayed, so it's like yeah. figuring that out. It's a it's a new fun challenge. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Love whips. That's that's the biggest thing that's helped grow our insurance companies. People want a sweet life, so I just like advocate to guys like, hey, listen, pay your taxes, save money for a rainy day, or go get a sick whip because then people are gonna want to come sell insurance with you. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. I, so yeah the way tactic. I look at cars, and my dad said this. Like I remember the first like major purchase I made uh, when I was doing comedy and podcasts. It was like the first real money I was making. I wanted, I've always wanted Porsche 911, so I bought it yeah. just your basic Carrera. Yeah. And I remember I called my dad, I was like, I don't know, Dad, like, it's this much. And he's like, you've earned it, man. He's yeah. like, you you, you, you work so damn hard. He's yeah. like, you're gonna drive that every day. And when you get in there, it's gonna remind you how far you've made it, yeah. and how far you wanna go. Yeah. He's like, you're right, so whenever I get a car, it's, it, it like it bumps things up to the next level. Yeah. And I'm never content. It's always like, it reminds you of like, all right, man, let's get to work. Yeah. Dude, so what's kind of like the dream whip for you? So do you, what do you have right now? You got the TRX, you got the, what's the great The Lightning. Called? The Lightning. What else you got? I have a, a Porsche GT2 RS with the White Shark package. Yep. Uh, the goal for 2024 would be a Dodge Demon 170. Yeah. That's the next goal. A Generation 1 Lightning, tricking that thing out would be fun. Uh, there, there's so much I want to do, man. Yeah. So much. And I saw you post on your IG the uh, supercar or something that Drake ordered the two point two million dollars or something. Yeah, I, but I don't know if that thing's real. I yeah. Mean, I don't, do, There's you, a, do you know if that thing's real, Jay? It's real. They haven't like actually made them yet. But he's like the first one to get it. There's a guy by like two, what three? What do you say? Three thousand horsepower? Or something sounds like that? stupid, dude. But there's a guy that's like 15 minutes from my office, and his car. He has a car collection. Like a who's the guy? Like Jay Leno. Yeah. And uh, he's not as old as him, but it's called the Hamilton Collection. He's like 40s, 50s. He's got Konas eggs, Bugattis, yeah. and he was going over some of his car payments, like forty thousand a month. I'm like. For a car payment. Nuts. So yeah, it's, oh some God. of that car stuff, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Insane. It's nuts. Insane. It's an expensive hobby. But a piece of me, I got an old soul where I just like the Fast and Furious took it way too far with creating 100 movies, but some of those original movies, Fast and Furious yep. movies, where you got the old Challenger, old Charger. I like, That's like, also so, what made the Lightning big. I like Paul Walker stuff like driving that, that yes. red Lightning, yeah. Yes, I like stuff like that. I know Rogan's got some old whips. I like yep. Rogan's some dope cars. What sucks is I just can't like. I would need to take like a manual driving class. Can you drive a? I can drive some, manual. Not like he, he's manual. really good at it. I was gonna say I, you I guys can definitely drive yeah. manual. Yeah, yeah. Me, Most I'm kids ripping can. someone's. I'm clutching, ripping someone's clutch. Apart, yeah, yeah. You have sure. to learn on like a Civic or something before yeah. you jump in something. You know, like a 911. But. Uh, yeah, the, the car business is, is great, man. I love cars. Absolutely love it. Stupid. And and uh, 
I feel like it's it's great to experience it, but also with the market right now, I think also you know, some of these guys, we, we got, we recruited a guy in our business selling Kias. He said he's put people in car payments at like 800, 900 a month with Kias due to the interest rates right now. People aren't getting into cars for like less than like 10%. Yeah, it's tough. Mortgage rates are like 8%. The Fed is floating at five, five and a half percent. Yeah, it's not so, good. Yeah, it's not good. And then next year's election year. So I'm sitting here thinking, because I, I want to buy more stuff. And I'm like, I'm not buying a property in Illinois because I, I don't like, you know, all the, all the stuff in Illinois. But yep. Just, I'm like, dude, election year, what's gonna happen? I know, you know? And I'm I like, know, it's scary, man. And that's a big thing on why, like I try to tell guys to train, cause it's like, there's not been a war on American soil in 100 plus something years, 150 plus years. But I feel, I always think to myself, like, could someone march into your house and like, just have their way with you? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just taking everything, like, I don't know, like, oh, one of the UFC fighters, somebody uh, broke into his house. Was it Anthony, Anthony Smith? Yeah, yeah. He, he's a Nebraska boy. Yeah, Nebraska yeah. dude. I'm thinking like, dude, we gotta, you gotta be trained up, ready to go, just in you case. You be trained up, yeah. As far as war goes, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever be like invaded here. I mean, with what they're doing with the border, who knows? With all the terrorist that yeah. goes on. Well, I think we're the. As far as war, I think the like a civil war would be closer. Than civil war is what I think is as well, which would probably not be a good civil war for. The for the left, that'd be yeah. Different. For the people yeah. that are like, enjoy get rid that. of guns and let's just have forks. Yeah, enjoy that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the military is on the right, and the cops. So <laughs> yeah, <have fun. laughs> we're not in a good war. Yeah. And I think if you look at the stats, I think we're like the most armed, like per capita. Oh yeah, like country in the oh, yeah. world. Everyone has it's like insane. Like it's yeah, like it's like a, yeah, it's like more guns. It's like a it's like 125 percent going. It's gonna get ugly. Yeah, it's gonna be like the purge. It'd be, like, it'd be so stupid. Um, Hopefully that doesn't happen. Though. Absolutely, yeah. Election year, Dana White, USADA. This is one of the things I want to wrap up with. Is USADA is it just completely like gone now? The, the, the UFC hasn't done a very good job of like telling the fan base like what exactly is going to happen. Part of me, as a as a as a fan and as a former fighter, two different opinions. As a fan, I'm like, let them juice. Yeah. It's like the baseball. You know, when Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, in those home runs, yeah. and Barry Bonds. That was the best time ever in MLB. Yeah. In the UFC, when you look back, the best time ever, like those pride days and you know, yeah. no testing. As a fighter, and I fought people that tested positive and I was yeah. on stuff, it sucks, man. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a dicey road. As a, as a fan, I'm like, yeah, let them go. But as a fighter and someone who cares about the sport, it, it's not good. Yeah. And I've, I've watched, I know Rogan just had Derek uh, more plates, more dates on. I'll watch some of his content. He's an absolute genius. But he's basically what, he, what he's explained, I believe, is that you can like almost like biohack juice, even when there are programs like USADA in there. That's where people get get it twisted like they think because right. USADA's there like that like just make steroids go so go away no the, the scientists are always in the the the, te the drugs are always one step further and yeah. step ahead of the testing always yeah. since the beginning of time the steroids are always one step ahead so the scientists are playing cat, uh, mouth, cat and mouse game Absolutely. So if people think the steroids aren't going on even USADA you're out of your mind absolutely it's going on in, uh, but the, it's tough, dude, because fighting's different. Because if I'm on steroids, I'm bigger, stronger, my bones are more dense, I punch you in the face, it could change your DNA, you know, the way you quality of life for the rest of your life. Yes. But like in basketball, like, you don't think LeBron's doing shit? He's oh my 38, God. 39, balling out every night? Yeah. That's not normal. No. But he should have every right to do that. Yeah. If I'm the Lakers, I'm 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 supplying it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want this guy to play longer? Yeah. Play at a high level. It means more money for the organization. So it, they should, at some form, allow him to do it. Especially how far technology's come. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. It's tough. It's a weird. It's a weird thing, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think about that too, because like, 
get you get a late armbar escape, just jujitsu or anything like that, or throwing body shots. And I'm like, I'm 25 and I'll feel stuff for a couple of days. I'm like, one, not everybody has UL Romero genetics. There's Correct. not people aren't just healing their eye bones in a week and like, oh, well, let's just go fight. I can do another fight eight weeks out. There's no way I'm watching a 35 year old and he's not doing at least some BPC 157, some peptide, something to just boost that it, recovery. Well, it'd be tough, especially you know my son's in baseball. If he got older and he's like, damn, my arm's sore all the time. You know, whatever, I got this big, you know, college world series coming up. If I pitch no hitter, I'm gonna get a $400 million contract from the Dodgers. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. You know, if you look at Ryan Braun, he does all those steroids, hits whatever, like 60 home runs, signs this mega deal, then gets busted. They still have to pay his ass. Yeah. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. Absolutely. Oh, so as we wrap up, I, uh, there's one other piece I wanted to hit on was, and we don't have to talk about it, but the Theo Vaughn. I don't know. Was, I saw a lot of stuff going on on uh, social media, which is probably just all with me and Theo. Yeah, that's one of my best friends. Everything's Gucci. We're great. Social media is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was a thing. What's, yeah. the, what's the narrative? The narrative is that it was a fallout because it was the king and the sting and what, what was it? And then king the sting. Yeah. And then and then it's the gold now. Right. No, the, the yeah. The, again, this is social media, but. It's the Real Housewives of YouTube. Yeah. So drama is what gets clicks. Yeah. I talked to Theo yesterday. I mean, yeah. He's one of my close friends. My kids call him Uncle Theo. Yeah. Uh, no, the thing there is, so me and Theo started King and Sting together. And then during the pandemic, he moved to Nashville. Okay. And he thought he could just zoom in and do both. Yeah. And he just couldn't. Yeah. He thought he could either zoom in or fly back to LA every week. Yeah. And do it. But Nashville's not close, so yeah. it was beating him up. He's like, dude, it's, it's too much. We need to find someone to fill in when I'm not there. Yeah. Delia would always fill in. Yeah. And eventually, he was just like, dude, I just can't. I can't do it, man. Yeah. And he, his podcast is massive. So he's like, A, I can't do it. B, I don't need to really do it. I, I just don't have time to keep flying back and forth. He's like, yeah. how about we slip Delia in there, and I'll go do my thing. I was like, all right, say less. Yeah. That's it, bro. It's fire. Yeah, I love Theo. He's, he's like a brother. Now, would you move to a, a no-income tax state? Like, Absolutely. Why are you staying in Cali? Because my kids. Okay. You want to the, finish the, school the, up? The baseball program he's in, okay. the school they're in. We just had a baby girl, so it's eventually, like, I get some stuff in the works where if it happens, I would leave LA, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. I'm, I'm like, like, the cost of living, the eggs, and, you know, your... your yeah, yeah. Almost like, thinking like yeah. bro, like Cali's But remember, I, I live, like, outside of there. Okay. I'm not dealing with the madness. Okay. I'm like, 45 minutes outside the city. Yeah. I'm like in the little bit of the sticks out there. Okay. All so right. I don't deal with the madness. When I have to do sets at night, I deal with a little bit, but outside that, like, I'm, I'm away from all the chaos. Yeah. Okay. Um, last question. So what's the future hold for you? I know 2024, want to double down on Toontown, but what else, what else is, is in the future for Business you? Business as usual. Well, I'll announce it soon regarding some cool fight news coming out. Um, and then, yeah, just, I got a bunch of other no forts in the fire, and we got some cool stuff coming, man. Dope. I really appreciate you for course, uh, the time, man. Of course, Seriously. man. Real humble, awesome, because I literally just DM'd him. It was like, hey, can yeah. we get this together? And he yeah, did, man. so insane. It's always crazy uh, meeting individuals and you know being able to like expose to their real level of humility, so really appreciate you. Yeah, it makes you realize the internet's not real. Yeah, not you know, real at all, dude. No, I'm not some demon. Another or, human know. being. Yeah, me and Theo <laughs> don't hate each other. Me and Bobby don't have beef. You know, it's a, yeah, it, dude. it might be disappointing for people. They're like, yeah. oh man, really? Like, yeah, there's none of that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you again. Yeah, bro. of course, but Got a hoodie for, for you. This is my uh, podcast and card. Thanks, brother. And then uh, we're good to cut.